Whether you drive a car, need a car, or just occasionally bum a ride with friends, you've come to the right place. Join Jill and Tom as they break down everything that's going on in the auto world. New car reviews, shopping tips, driving green, electric cars, classic cars, and plenty of great guests. This is the Consumer Guide Car Stuff Podcast. All right, this is the Consumer Guide Car Stuff Podcast. I am Tom Appel. She's Jill Simonello. We'll get back to her in a moment. When you get a chance, check us out at ConsumerGuide.com while you're there. Check out our all-new, freshly minted 2024 Best Buy Picks. This list is a handy place if you were looking for a new car or truck. And you can listen to back episodes of the podcast right there on our homepage. And I never mentioned this, Jill. My reviews live there. Okay. All my reviews. I drive lots of cars a year. 50, you, you, 60 cars a year that I drive. You, you drive. We drive. Yeah. Yeah. Some of my reviews appear there as well. Yeah, so people should check that out. <laughs> that voice is Jill Simonello. She is the managing editor of Pickup Truck Plus SUV Talk. She is a North American Car of the Year juror. And if anyone asks, Jill and I have both been in the studio for like half an hour. Actually, I was totally <laughs> sitting in the parking lot waiting until like 2.59. Is that what it was? To make you sweat. Yeah. And I literally came in like 30 seconds before the show started. I don't know why. I don't know why. I could just pretend you're there and do this thing where I'm pointing to you right now. You, you could. And there could be an empty chair there. And I, I could do this just fine, but I don't want to fly solo. I, I know. And Freaking I, me out. I, I figured like you could probably carry the first five minutes by yourself yeah. if you know if necessary. But um, no, I, I left five minutes later than I normally do, and it took me 15 minutes longer to get here. And it's a holiday. I just figured that because it was a holiday, there would be less traffic. But alas, that was not correct. I used to listen to a terrible, terrible podcast last political radio show that was on every day. It was a three-hour show, mm-hmm. and it was a total dump trademark. It was terrible. Okay. <laughs> But the, the host of the show would always open with 20 minutes of him monologuing. Okay. A thing he should not have done. Got it. His conclusion every time for his unprepared monologue was, and that's why young people should get involved. Uh, okay, great. I'll okay. write that down. So that should yeah. be the sign-off for this show, and that's why young people should get involved. <laughs> I'm, in my, I'm in my mid-50s. I don't care about the young people. Uh, got it. Uh, I need to say thank you to people. Yes, you do. Um, um, but I got down to the Chicago Auto Show. Yay! And I got down Sunday, and as I mentioned to you, it took me like 38 minutes to drive there. Yeah. When we need to get down there for the Chicago Auto Show during the week, I don't know, seven hours, I don't know, it, from Palatine. I know. It took me 55 minutes today, so. From from your house yeah. on the north Which side. Which is on of, the north side. Yeah. Yeah. Out to northern suburbs. Yeah. But anyway, big thanks to Dave Sloan and the folks at the Chicago Auto Show. I got there. I had to walk about, my knee is bad. That's yeah. the whole problem. I need to have surgery. I don't like to whine about it, but it's a thing I need to do. And I'm arguing with my doctor about how much weight I need to lose before it happens. <laughs> and it's like, fix it now. Yeah, fix but, it now. But they're not fixing it. No. Uh Yet. But anyway, Dave Sloan yes. met me with an electric cart before the auto show happened, toured me around the show for like an hour. Oh, that's so awesome. It was so awesome. And then my streak, I've been to every auto show since 77, when I locked those poor people in a Plymouth Fire Arrow. Yeah. Which I don't regret anyway, because I look back and more funny than regret. Well, that's good. I mean, how, how locked in the car could they actually be? Right. Someone's going to yeah. come along. Someone say eventually. Yeah. Yeah. It's not they're going to starve. No. They might get really thirsty. Yeah. Maybe they took water in with them. I don't know. So Chicago Auto Show. Yes. Full tour. Uh, I had never seen the new Hummer before. Really? Yeah. And what's funny is yesterday I saw one on the road. <laughs> so after I finally saw one, but it, it's kind of a good looking truck. You know, it's it, a monster. It, it is a monster. And I will say like some vehicles look a lot smaller when you see them in person. Yeah. Um, that one does not. <laughs> it actually looks twice the size of what you think it is in pictures. When I followed it, I couldn't figure out what it was. Oh. I was, I was actually driving home from the auto show coincidentally. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't figure out what it was until I got very close. So I saw that. That was uh-huh. cool. And there's a camper version there. Okay, yep. It's really late for people to, to go there now. But if you're in the area and thinking about it. Today's the last day. Go now. Yeah, go. Like, don't turn off the radio, but go now. Go now. Um, uh, just because I never saw one before. Mm-hmm. On the floor mm-hmm. from the, um, what's it called? The Claremont Collection. Mm-hmm. A Tucker. Oh, yeah. I've never seen a Tucker before. Okay. There's like 50 of them were built, 48 of them, 46 of them exist. Okay. Beautiful car. Over the top. Yeah. Cyclops center headlight. You got the vents in the back because it's rear engine. It's a Mm -hmm. crazy looking car. Yeah. Very rare, very valuable. I feel like um, I used to go to the the Lakeland um, Classic Car Show. It's like the Lake Mirror Classic with my dad every year. And I feel like they used to have them there. Yeah? Yeah. Because the... Center 
um, Cyclops. For the for the movie Tucker, yeah. I mm-hmm. believe they got almost all of them in the movie. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. You wouldn't want to lose those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw the Escalade IQ. Okay, yeah. It both looks big and tidy. It's a nice design. Yeah, I actually managed to get a walk, like to walk around the vehicle. They wouldn't mm-hmm. let me sit in it. They wouldn't let me touch anything in it, but they opened really? the doors for me. Um, which was after all of the other media had sat in it and touched everything. Um, but I did post uh, to my YouTube channel today, I did post um, uh, a walk around of the IQ. It's it's big and lots of screens. Very attractive. Very attractive. I did not look inside it. Uh, I saw the new Santa Fe. Okay. Uh, which which has that, that Land Rovery blocky thing. Yeah. Very attractive. Uh, question asked of me at the auto show, do I think it will age well? I don't know. I think it'll age well. You think so? Yeah. Speaking of things that may not age well, I spent a lot of time <laughs> looking at the Cybertruck. Oh, man. Yeah, that was on the floor, too. First impression of the Cybertruck, and this is not an insult. This is not a ding. Okay. It has a very specific smell, the interior. And, and you know how when you get into a BMW or especially a Mercedes, you know that you're in one because they uh-huh. smell that way? Uh-huh. And some of that smell is program, and some of it's just the smell of the materials. But right. BMW is smelling BMWs. Mercedes yeah, yeah. smelling BMWs. And it used to be General Motors leather had a particularly, actually unpleasant smell. Pungent? Yeah, they got past that. Okay, good. But like like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, <laughs> General Motors leather had a weird smell. But the Cybertruck has, has sort of an airport smell to it. I was going to say it smells like sweaty masses. No. Because sweaty masses have been in and out of that truck for a week now. I don't know if that was it. It didn't smell bad. It just smelled specific. Okay. Like if I got into another Cybertruck with my eyes closed, I'd look, oh, I'm in a Cybertruck. <laughs> so crazy things about that truck. Way more rear seat space than I thought. Yeah. But not more leg space in back. Okay. Me sitting behind me, not that great a deal. Like okay. And you're 6'1". Six, one. Six one. Okay. I, I say I'm 6'1". I'm sure I've shrunk. But <laughs> Go with 6'1". I'm going Always with Always round one. up. Round up. It's possible I'm closer to six now. Okay. But just the same, I can't sit behind me easily. Okay. So you got the headroom, but you don't have... Sorry, I'm moving my phone, which is ringing. Somebody's calling you. Have you already made a mistake? And that's like Sam Fiorani calling? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> For him to call, it would have to have been a huge mistake. <laughs> right. Oh, I wasn't in the I wasn't in the Cybertruck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what a weird vehicle. And there are no controls at all. Everything's no. on the touchscreen. Everything's on the screen. There's no stocks. Nope. Turn signal stock has been moved to the steering wheel. Yeah. Um, um, I did learn that it takes three presses of the screen to unlock the uh, charge port door. Hmm. I learned this because someone there wanted to charge the vehicle. Okay. So, but anyway, it's impressive. Um, it's interesting, and any com- any concerns people have about the quality control might be justified. Oh, a hundred percent justified. The, the seams <laughs> of the metal panels, the stainless steel panels, are not pretty. No, the actual joints. Yeah, because there are like a lot of ninety degree joints where yeah. steel meets steel. You can't make that look good, and they didn't. No, and and like when you open the door, I don't know if you put your hand around the edges of the door jam at all, but like that is sharp stuff. And I, I mean, like I'm the kind of person that I would just like walk next to it and cut my arm open. <laughs> it was really sharp. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see any massive flaws. Just a lot of little flaws. That totally yeah. unacceptable at that price. Yeah. And the one, the vehicle that was there was the foundation, mm-hmm. which is that weird thing that they didn't talk about, but it's even more expensive. <laughs> right. Anyway, interesting car. I think a lot of people will buy it, and I think a lot of people will look at it and never buy it. <laughs> and I think a lot of people who buy it are going to be very unhappy. Maybe. Uh, but I think that the, the diehard Teslarati, if, when they buy it, like they're going to love it. They're going to geek out of it. It's very different. Um, but and, I, and they're going to say they love it. And that's true. They may not love it, but they're going to say they love it. Um, and I, you know, we were talking about the Hummer and how I think that looks bigger than it does in photos. I think the Cybertruck looks smaller. Do you think so? I do. Yeah. The thing about it, I was just from the outside, it looked like there was no rear seat headroom. Mm. There's plenty of rear seat headroom. That's good. So uh, there you have it. Chicago Auto Show, another good year. Awesome. Looking forward to next year and walking around it next year. Yes. Fingers crossed. Right. Right. Two EV price announcements this this past week. Yes. Interesting prices, the Chevy Equinox EV mm-hmm. and the Fiat 500 EV. Five, okay. 500E. 500E. EV. Yes. Um, both new. Yes. Both, I think they're being called 2024 models. I okay. kept checking. It looks like they're 2024. Anyway, the Equinox EV was going to come in at 29995 <laughs> Uh, I'm going to guess they didn't hit that. They didn't hit that. No. <laughs> and, and there was a lot of COVID-related inflation since right. then. But they're coming in at $34,995. That, that is significantly more expensive. It's more expensive, but it will qualify for the tax credit. 
So you're at twenty seven. Yeah, you're at twenty seven five. That's a good price though. Twenty seven five. That's the starting price. Mm-hmm. And I'm not clear. They're throwing a lot of numbers out there, and I'm not clear what applies to what. But that looks like a front drive two hundred and ten horsepower model with three hundred nineteen miles of range, which is pretty great. Yeah, no, three hundred nineteen miles in today's uh, day and age is yeah. good. That's solid. So Equinox, this would be their their their. It's compact, really. Yeah, base, because so it, it falls below Blazer, right? Yeah, that's yeah. a good price, it seems, for a vehicle that size. And it makes me wonder about the price of the next vehicle. <laughs> the 2024 Fiat 500e came in at thirty-two-five. Okay. Will not qualify for the tax credit. Right. Uh, and it looks like you add fifteen ninety-five uh, destination to that. Okay. I, the press release, messy. <laughs> uh, but that's a 42-kilowatt-hour battery and 149 miles of range. Ooh, that is yeah. totally a California commuter car. It is. And I'm wondering where the range level is for these cars. And I don't know how well Mini's EV is selling, but that's about right. 130 miles of range. Ugh. But we know that no one wanted the Mazda with 100 miles of range. No. So, and, and early versions of the Leaf with low range didn't sell that well. So we'll see yeah. where that goes. But I think that that price can't be that price. They might list it for that price, but they're probably going to have to apply their own incentive to it. Yeah. They, there's no way they're going to sell it for that when there are other things on the market for the same price that are significantly better. A lot of makers are applying their own $7,500 rebate to these prices. Right. Hoping that at some point they will qualify for the tax credit and just eating that money Ugh. up front. And speaking of eating money and tax credits, okay, I just got out of uh, the extremely likable Consumer yep. Guide Best Buy. Okay. Drove another one. Uh, the Hyundai Ionic 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a nice car. Yeah, you know, I haven't driven that since the launch uh, when they re- initially revealed it. Was that 2020? So it's been a couple years. Yeah. Was it 2020? Was it that far ago? Maybe well, it, maybe 2021, but it's it's been a while. So it's hard to know because the calendar year and the model year don't play, Always different. Aren't good and friends. the last three years have essentially been one year in my brain. <laughs> so, well, the vehicle hasn't changed at all. No, no. But I, I mean, I really liked it. I walked away from that thinking it was clever and well done. You know, decent amount of range. With um, what one of the things that I really liked about it is the center console that moves back and forth. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, for somebody short, you move your seat in the far forward position, being able to move that forward so you can actually put your elbow on the armrest. Really like that. But you're right. It's incredibly likable. So what, what was your favorite thing about it? Funny you use the word clever, and I'll answer your question in okay. a second. <laughs> because clever is a really good word for, mm-hmm. for that design because there's a lot of forward-thinking stuff there, none of which is in a front, right? Mm-hmm. You get into the vehicle, and you're like, oh, I like this. It's just generally appealing. Right. And there's nothing about it that's super modern or freaky or over the top or makes I you I mean, think, the design is a little super modern. It is, but I don't know that it's challenging. Okay. But I think my favorite thing is is the fact that it is so normal. <laughs> that the drive experiences, apart from the fact that it's better because EV drivetrains are so much better than gasoline drivetrains, right. it's it's just a really conventional experience that happens to be really good because it's super roomy. I'm a big guy. Mm-hmm. I get into this car. There's plenty of room. Lots of glass. Lots of roomy glass greenhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, um, all of Hyundai's instrument panel touchscreen systems right now are good. Yeah. And this one is good. Everything's very flat and clean and simple, and, and I like it, and, and it works well. Um, the connectivity is good. I'm so sick of, like, punching into Bluetooth, and then next time I start the car, I have to reconnect. Yeah. I had yeah. none of those problems with this car. That's good. It's also super quick. It's great on the highway. Four people, four of me fit in it just fine. The four-tom test, as we used okay. to call it. Okay, the four-tom test. But the flat floor is great, and that's just a function of EV, right? There's no exhaust pipe. There's there's no all-wheel drive um, um, drive shaft, none of that, so that's nice. Um, my favorite thing, I don't know, just the clean, airy interior design, I guess. But it rides well. It handles mm-hmm. well. I look back on my notes, and in an earlier review of this vehicle, I didn't like the steering. But I don't find that an issue now, so I don't know if that was something that had changed. But I had found it light and overboosted before, and that isn't the case now. Okay. If I didn't like something, it gets pricey in a hurry. Yeah. Uh, the vehicle I drove was about $58,000. <laughs> they start in the low 40s, um, but but the price goes up there in a hurry. Right. So 266 miles of range for the dual motor version I drove. Very quick, 320 horsepower. Uh, that range seems – right now we're experiencing relatively mild Chicago winter weather. Yeah, it's a balmy 46 today. Yeah. But, balmy. But that doesn't seem to mess with a lot of batteries. It yeah. depends on the battery. depends on the manufacturer. But it everything seems fine there. So 
Heck of a nice car. But 58K, you want to go, I think, with a lighter trim level. Okay. Because 58K, you're only $10,000 shy, just ten grand shy of that Cadillac Lyric we drove. Yeah. That was 68K. Yeah. And is bigger and faster and more luxurious. That's another ding on, on, on the Ionic a little bit. The interior is very nice. Right. Not that nicely finished. How do you mean that? It, materials. Okay. They're a hard service. They look good. It's a nice design. It's a clever design. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know that it's especially luxurious. Okay. But that said, sometimes when you're dealing with a cheap interior, this is cheap's the wrong word. Um, um, <laughs> less expensive. Less expensive, more moderate. Yes, a moderated interior. Okay. Help me here. I got. To, <laughs> I have to back out of this. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's not a cheap interior, but sometimes noise is an issue too. If you have hard surfaces, right? And that was not the case here. No, I I remember the Ionic being super quiet mm-hmm. and um, really comfortable. And for somebody who's a petite stature like I am, I'm five feet tall. I had really good visibility out of all the windows and. You know, I liked things like the um, ambient lighting, the customizable ambient lighting that you could change. I like the pixels that I, are I everywhere. find the ambient lighting the silliest damn thing in the world. I think it's silly, but I love it. Uh, I, I want it to be something that just happens that I don't have to think about. But if I have to program ambient lighting, it's never going to happen. You don't have to program it. You can leave it on, you know, the factory default or let your daughter deal with it. Yeah. I don't know if she'd care. She might. She might. She I mean, might. she changes her hair color like on a weekly basis. I think she might want to change true. the interior That's to match true. her hair. Yeah. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah, I haven't changed anything about my hair. And uh... Well, it's changed itself over the years. <laughs> used Ouch. to be black when I met you. Ouch, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I mentioned that. I, I got a new driver's license and mm-hmm. I didn't have to do anything. They just mailed me one. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of got to change the hair color. Yeah. That black thing's not really... It, it's... I mean, it used to be black. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a color used to be? Yeah, it used to be. Oh, uh, the Ionic 5, we should mention, very similar to the Kia EV6. Mm-hmm. Uh, mechanically, there are differences in trim level and interior materials. Mm-hmm. And, and also, there is a very fast version of the Kia, yeah. which is the GT, which is silly fast. Yeah. Well, the interior controls will be a little bit different. Kia started doing one of those interesting things where you have essentially a button that you would push so that you'll get your HVAC controls and then you push a button and then you get your audio controls Mm -hmm. because they're trying to keep the buttons and dials, which thank you very much for that, but they're trying to minimize the amount of buttons and dials that you have. There was, I don't know if you remember this about the Nissan Juke, but my daughter owns a Mm -hmm. Nissan Juke. The HVAC controls, which are mechanical, they're buttons below the, the tiny, tiny touchscreen, because mm. this is a 2014. Uh, if you press the right button, they become weird performance controls. And then you can get weird things like a G meter up on the screen. Not not a darn thing that helps with anything, actually, but, but it's weird that there's this secondary mode of controls it, hidden. Hidden. Hidden below the temperature control. Well, you know, G meter. Um the other thing about the Ionic 5 right now, and we just talked about this, they are throwing a $7,500 rebate out there now. Okay, because so they do not qualify for the They do not qualify credit. for the tax credit, and they're not going to do that until they start sourcing their batteries in the U.S. Well, they have to build the car here. Right. Right now, they're importing them from Korea. So that's the stuff. That is the stuff. Did we miss anything? Um, you know, whenever I talk about Hyundai and their electric vehicles, there's one thing that I always like to mention that's kind of a little bit of a fun fact. Because if you look at the steering wheel of Hyundais, they always have the H logo Yes. on the steering wheel. The Hyundai, the Hyundai Ionic does not. It has four dots. Did you know, and maybe you knew this, in well, Morse if code- If I did, I forgot whatever this is. Morse code and H is four dots. Wow. And I just, I people, I, I love saying that because I just think that's so cool. It really does have an H on the steering wheel. It's just in Morse code. If you mention this to me again in a month, You'll I will have remember. forgotten this. <laughs> Morse code H. The only thing I remember about Morse code is three dots is S and three dashes is O, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, SOS. Which is the only thing you need to know if you're ever trapped in the snow. Yeah. Something like that. I So I used to have walkie-talkies as a kid. I did too. And on top of the walkie-talkie, there was Morse code, like a Morse code uh like decoder. And so like you could send your buddy who had the other, you know, walkie-talkie messages in Morse code. Yeah, because you couldn't just tell them what you wanted. No, In case your parents were listening on a third walkie-talkie. Totally secret. All right. And and they somehow found out you bought cigarettes at 7-Eleven. Well, I never smoked, but you bought cigarettes at 7-Eleven. I never smoked. Mm -hmm. I just uh, subversively went to Dairy Queen on the highway on my bike, but other than that. That's a thing I would do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, food I would do. Yeah. All right. We have to take a break. When we come back, we talk to Jonathan Shaw of Hemmings. All right. Stick around. (laughs) 
questions or comments? Drop us a line at carstuff at consumerguide.com. That's carstuff at consumerguide.com. Welcome back to the Car Stuff Podcast. All right, we're back. This is the Consumer Guide Car Stuff Podcast, and I am Tom Appel. She's Jill Seminolo, and we're uh, what? We're doing a podcast. We 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 are we're doing something that sounds like a podcast. <laughs> I'm on Twitter, Jill. People should follow me. Okay. Uh, that's really all I have there right now. Uh, you know, one of the things I do: hmm. car to contemplate. Hashtag car to contemplate. Okay. This week's car to contemplate, and every week I pick a weird car. For people to think about and comment on it. A popular one this week. Do you remember the Cadillac 16? I do. What? I don't want to swear. What a great looking car. That the, So the, I feel like that was one of the very first concept cars I saw when I first started covering cars. That could be. And I was, it was one of those vehicles that you literally just stood in front of for like a half an hour, just like with your jaw dropping. One of the things about it were the super interesting proportions. Very long hood, short deck, mm-hmm. uh, and it was supposed to fit a V16 engine. Yeah. And they had a model, a mock-up of a V16 there. Mm-hmm. And the V16 was interesting because I believe it was push rod. I don't think it was overhead cam. Okay. Which gave it a kind of a tight, compact look and these beautiful finned valve covers. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a, The engine itself was a piece of art. You know, yeah. and you had 16 exhaust pipes coming off. We've been like, oh, that is such a cool car. But that's up there right now if people want to check that out, if they don't remember the 16 concept. It's one of the great concepts. And it's back before, you know, the, the bankruptcy and when Cadillac was still doing kind of crazy stuff. When Cadillac was still Cadillac? I don't know that I want to say that. Okay. Uh, I don't know that. I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> We'll see what electrification does for Cadillac. Okay. But I never got the sense entirely that Cadillac lost it. They lost it in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, there's some bad crap coming out of Detroit in those days, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, follow me on Twitter. That's all uh, I'm asking. That, that, that was the point of all that. Yes. I'm that. Car Guy Tom on Twitter. I look for cars. I talk about cars. I usually share the new stuff I've written. Also, I share some of the photography if I think it's worth sharing. Got it. So. Okay. What did I just take pictures of? Oh, oh. Car that's going away. Okay. The Mini Cooper Clubman JCW. John Cooper Works. Okay. That is one caffeinated, high-strung car <laughs> that I don't fit on. Fit in. Okay. So for me, a bit of a rough ride and literally a rough ride. Didn't didn't you drive that here today? I did. I, I was like, I think I saw that in the parking lot. Yeah, and and that is for a, a younger person with a more uh, more durable back. <laughs> what well, what a blast! I've always found what a blast minis to be very um, rough. If that makes sense. Like, they're, they're very stiff. They have a very stiff chassis. They're very sporty. Yes. And um, they, they are not meant for somebody who's looking for a luxury smooth ride. Yeah, the crossover, the Countryman, mm-hmm. that's less so true about that vehicle. Okay. That's a little bit more, I think, accessible to mainstream buyers. But yes, the rides are very firm. And if you're not looking for a very sporty car, along the lines of a Volkswagen GTI, okay, definitely test drive the car. <laughs> Don't just buy it online. So we just got word from producer Randy. Jonathan can't join us today. Okay. So some sort of mix-ups in scheduling. He's got some personal stuff he has to take off. So we will talk Hemmings at a later date. That works for me. But I had a topic I was actually working on on the way here. Okay. I was actually thinking about it. And I thought we'd call Damon to have this conversation with us. Right. But I think Damon's probably busy and probably won't pick up the phone right now to join us. <sighs> So That darn Damon. But I wanted to talk about model names and the durability of model names. And one okay. of the interesting things is that, like, American car makers, mm-hmm. been around forever. Okay. Right, Ford, yep. uh, General Motors, uh, Chrysler. These, these brands are 100 years old now. <laughs> and for whatever reason, for whatever reason, they don't usually stick with model names for very long. Like, yeah. a lot of, like, if you take Corvette and Suburban out of the mix. Right. Suburban, by the way, which Plymouth used to use. If you take those, there aren't that many long-lived American yeah. car model names. No, because, I mean, you have Mustang from the 60s. Yes. Um, Corvette from the 50s. I, I mean, F-Series trucks. I guess F-Series. We didn't call them F-Series all that time. But sure. You're like, sure, I'll give you that point. Like, Silverado's relatively new. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was working in fleet leasing, they weren't Silverados yet in the 90s. Uh, no. It was just the Chevy pickup available in Cheyenne or Silverado trim levels. <laughs> okay. You remember the Cheyenne? No, I it, do was, not. it was just a very, very basic vehicle. <laughs> but it was just a Chevy pickup. The pickup was actually called Chevy pickup. Okay. 
But I want to talk about some favorite model names. So I'm throwing this at you late. You you are. But I'm gonna I got one for you that you you're not gonna remember probably, but you're gonna <laughs> like. Okay. When I worked at a gas station as a kid, as a younger man, uh, the owner's brother mm-hmm. had a Jeep pickup, okay. a full size Jeep pickup, and I don't know how many people remember those. I you know what? So I, I remember it, but don't remember it. I saw it. Um, I saw one. There was a guy who used to live across from me who had a full-size Jeep pickup truck cool. and would park it on the street. Excellent. Yeah, in the city. Did it have – now, a lot of them had the extension off the off the top of the cab, the sunshade. I don't think it did. Terrible for highway mileage, but mm-hmm. it's a great look. But anyway, my, my boss's brother mm-hmm. had a uh, Jeep J20. Mm-hmm. There was J10 and J20. The J20 was a three-quarter ton truck. Okay. Uh, and And – it was the coolest looking truck, but there was a version of that truck that had great 70s, 80s like graphics mm-hmm. called the Honcho. Oh, yeah. I remember. You I remember, remember the Honcho? I remember hearing about it, um, but I, I don't know that I've ever seen the Honcho. So that was a great looking truck. And then if we're sticking with Jeep trucks with great names, you remember mm-hmm. the Comanche? I, again, I've heard it. I don't, I, I, I don't know that I've ever seen one. The Comanche, which was a Jeep's first compact pickup truck, mm-hmm. and it was about the size of an S10 pickup from Chevrolet, or okay. Ranger was already called Ranger at the time, I think. Before that, it was the Courier, if you remember that. No, I do not Courier, by the that. way, not a great name. No, that's a font. Uh, oh, that reminds me. I'm writing this down because I don't want to forget it. A okay. pickup name. Okay. I'm going to ask you to tell me what it means. Okay. <laughs> but the Comanche was available as the sport truck. Okay. Which brought you all sorts of crazy gold and yellow and orange graphics down the side of the truck, but it was spelled with one T. So I used to hang out with this guy named Josh who insisted on calling them sport rucks or sport trucks, but he wouldn't he wouldn't give them the, the proper sport truck. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So the sport <laughs> rock. Do you remember the Isuzu pup? No. I think the last Isuzu I remember is was it the Ascender? Yeah, that was the the GM based. Yeah, was, that, that's the only Isuzu I remember. So yeah, that is that is a dark hole we don't want to descend into right now. But the I believe the Ascender was entirely a GMC envoy with like a different grill and like stickers for their names because hmm. they couldn't afford badges. Okay. <laughs> but that, yeah. The end of Isuzu's passenger vehicles in the U.S. was a sad, sad thing. But the pup goes back to when there was a um, a Chevrolet um, Love. I don't even remember oh, that. Oh, see, we're about to have a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah, the Love and the Pup, which I believe were the same vehicles at the same time. And if I'm wrong, Sam Fiorani, text me. A Love Pup? I need you to tell me what Pup and Love stood for. No. Just your best guesses. They were acronyms. I have no idea. Right, well, I, I like can't even try. Because <laughs> I'm assuming Love was L-U-V. Uh, yes, L-U-V. So maybe you would be Utility. You are... Keep going. Um, Keep going, Jill. You can do this. No, I really can't. Yeah. Um, so UV, utility vehicle. You are so close. Uh, You've done nothing wrong yet. You just, <laughs> you just need the L. I have points. <laughs> um, I will reward you with a donut when you get the L. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, Compact pickup. I'm like low. Keep going. Work it out. Work it out. Work it. Work it. No, I, I, I have no idea. Light. Light. Light utility vehicle. Okay. That was it. Chevy Love. Chevy Love. Chevy Light Utility Vehicle. You want to try Pup? I, I, I can't. I, the it P's are P, throwing me. It was P. Uh-huh. Uh, exclamation. Or not what it. Uh, uh, what, what's the little thing? The, the possessive. Uh, oh, apostrophe S. Thank you. Yes. A P apostrophe? Yes. Apparently, aging involves forgetting the word apostrophe. Yeah. So it's P apostrophe up. <laughs> Upper Peninsula? Pickup. Oh, God. <laughs> Seriously? That was it. Chevy pick. Yep. That was it. Seriously. Pickup. Pickup. Uh, you know what? I'm going to have to tell my boss that we now need to um, contract our name to Pup. That so would, we're, we're, we're pup talk. Those trucks would actually make great stories. They were very popular in their day. Chevy sold a lot of them. And the interesting thing about the subcompact, or they weren't really called subcompacts, but the small pickup movement mm-hmm. in those days, California, big time. 
And they mm. sold a lot of these because in those days, the pickup trucks weren't um, required to have emissions controls or mm. as, as stringent emission controls. Mm-hmm. They weren't required to have the same safety equipment. They were just regular cabs, short bed, little pickups, you know, rear wheel drive. And they were unbelievably cheap. And a lot of them were sold in California without air conditioning, with stick, and, and just they were just the people's cars. <laughs> so they just caught they were in incredible shape. And Chevy used to sell so many S tens. Yeah. Three hundred, four hundred thousand a year because they were just affordable at the time. Yeah, and no trucks are affordable All these right. days. What is your favorite model name right now? My favorite model name. Um it's not anything that begins with a a, a K or ends with a number. Like I'm so sick of automakers like putting an alphanumeric um name for their models. I think that, that drives me nuts. Um, uh, you know why people do it though? Because it works for BMW and it works for Mercedes. And you get that instant credibility, I think, in luxury segments if you're doing the same thing. But you know what? It used to make sense. Like Infinity, <laughs> once upon a time, like they had the the G thirty five and it was because it had a three point five liter engine. That made sense. Yeah, none of that makes sense anymore. None of it makes sense and, anymore. And the move to turbos uh-huh. screwed that up. Yeah. But uh favorite favorite model name right now. Uh that's a you know, it's like I I just I don't really think about model names. I mean uh I mean, I, I guess I like I like it when they actually give you a name. So, you know, again, no alphanumeric crap. But, you know, we were talking about the Hyundai Ionic. I like that. I like, think it's clever that they did it with a Q instead of a C. Um, but, yes, I guess. But, yes, you guess. The thing about it is is that they don't make any sense. So, we're going to – there's the Ionic 5 and the Ionic 6. And there's, right. there's nothing there that makes the 5 no. something that should be next to the because 6. Because I feel like the 6 is going to be maybe – smaller or the seven is going to be a lot bigger or there's like some weird things going on with the numeric like like i said it used to make sense so names i really like okay yeah i don't i don't like the name escalade but they're stuck with it it's super popular yeah escalade iq it is etched into the culture so that's gonna be and iq is probably a good way to handle that i guess yeah uh but but gmc i love the name yukon and at Mm -hmm. chevy i love the name tahoe Okay. I think those are both great names. Locations? Two-cylinder. They sound tough. They are tough. The locations, I think, are positive references. I don't know how I feel about Tacoma. Okay. Like, it's a it's a super rugged truck, mm-hmm. and it's a city. Yeah. I don't, I don't really... Like, are there a lot of Tacomas in Tacoma? I doubt it. <laughs> I, there's a lot of Tacomas in Hawaii, apparently. I've heard that. Uh, did I hear that from you? I heard you, that. You probably did hear that from me because they did the Grand, the Toyota Grand Highlander vehicle launch in Hawaii, and uh-huh. they revealed the Tacoma in Hawaii. And the reason why they did that is because I feel like per number of people who live on the island, there's an inordinate amount of Tacoma. And like literally every vehicle we passed on the highway was like a Tacoma. So I have a question about that. Hawaii is mm-hmm. not a big market. No. But it is a specific market. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that it's specific enough that they would buy a lot of Tacomas. Mm-hmm. And it seems like buyers would benefit from, like, air conditioning delete in Hawaii. Because isn't the weather there just always kind of pleasant? Or hot. Does it's it get hot? Re- oh, my gosh. So the first time I was— I've never been to Hawaii. Uh, the first time I was in Hawaii was in the middle of the summer. And I have to say it was—and this is my kind of weather. Don't get me wrong— it was 100 degrees with 100% humidity. Like, I walked off the plane and my hair immediately curled. It was just so humid. And even inside with the air conditioning on, like, you were breathing water. It, it was very, very humid there. So, no, an air conditioning delete would not work there. All right. I've got a couple names to run past you, and then we've got to take a break. Are you ready? Okay. Classic names. I want you to give me a thumbs up, thumbs down, and some brief explanation for why. Okay. <laughs> also, you have to like this first name no matter what, even though I just told you you, you have to be honest about it. Okay. Tornado. Okay. Uh, I like how it sounds. Tornado. Like, <laughs> rolls off your tongue with yeah. kind of Kind of one of my favorite General Motors Tornado. products of all time. I yeah. really love the late 60s, very early 70s Tornados. Okay. But I always thought that was a great name. I don't even know what that was. It was. It was. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. Toronado was part of, of uh, a trio of cars. There was always an Eldorado, a Toronado, and a Riviera. Okay. And, and those three vehicles from, from Cadillac and Buick as well, by, by the 70s, had be, gone on to the same architecture. And, and they were very expensive 
personal luxury vehicles. So there were always two doors. They were always large, usually powered by a very large engine. And later on, they were all front-wheel drive, which was interesting. Okay. Way ahead, of the, way ahead of schedule. From that name, I would have thought, like, muscle car. No. No, personal luxury car, but there was muscle. Like, the Olds, was almost, the Olds and the Buick were almost always powered by a 455 V8, later in the thing. Huge V8. Okay. And a catalog by a 500 in one cubic inch V8. So, crazy time. All right, uh, Seville. Um, or is that Sevilla? No, it's definitely Seville. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, that's, so that's a Cadillac. I am familiar with that mm-hmm. name. Um, I will say Sevilla is my favorite city in Spain, so I can like that name. One, I have an, a confession to make okay. about Spanish cities. Okay. And that's that. The first time I heard that there was a, um, a car called the Toledo, uh-huh. um, I was like, what a dumb city to name a car for. Ohio. Not realizing at the time, Toledo. because I am geographically ignorant, right. that there was a Toledo in Spain. A Toledo. Yeah. Toledo. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, all right. okay. Uh, finally, uh, El Dorado. Paved with gold, my friend. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no, that's a good name. Yeah, that I is like a it. good name. Um, you you totally went classic um, in terms of your, the, your, your names that you liked. All right, well, we have a minute left in this segment. What's a good new car name right now? <laughs> K5, bad name. Bad name. Very bad name. Uh, GX, you know, 550, bad name. Yes, Lexus gets away with that pretty well, I guess, because they don't have a huge model lineup. Fair. It's funny that I said that BMW, you know, gets away with it and everyone wants to do this because BMW sells cars successfully doing that. But the BMW nomenclature is a nightmare. It is because they do stupid stuff like, you know, X2, M35i, X drive. D or something like that. Also, everything that doesn't have a base engine is now an M model, yeah. which is baffling. Yeah. But it's not a full M. So no. the M has to be worked into the name, and it doesn't begin with an M. You're like, stop it. Just, yeah. Just, just, just stop it. Just, and Mercedes got really yeah. weird because they changed their naming again a couple of years ago. Yeah. So every truck is now a GL. Yeah. GLA, GLB, GLC, but, GLE, But then you GLS. have the, the, like the A-class, which is supposed to match up to the GLA, the... Supposed to. C-Class, which is supposed to match up to the GLC. And then you had the cars that never worked, like the CLS, which was right. a mid-sized rakish version of the E-Class. And that's finally gone. Yeah. And they almost sold like seven of those a month. So I yeah. never knew why that stuck around as long as it did. Good looking car. Yeah. Great car, but it, yeah, very weird. Yeah. So I'm, I'm completely blanking on, because we've spent so much time talking about the, the bad names, I'm completely blanking on the names that are actually good. So I, I would open it up to people to comment, like, or to send you an email with some names. Yeah. Of- uh, yeah. Shoot us a line, uh, carstuff at consumerguide.com, and we will read your suggestions next week. Blazer, I think, is a good name. Uh, so, I, I mean, I think it could have been a good name, but what they came up with for the Blazer is just like... Meh. I like that car, and it's it's very much a personal luxury vehicle. It's yeah. priced a little high for the segment. Uh, one last thought. Oh, I know. Yeah. I have one. Supra. It's a great name. I really, you know, from... Historic. It's a great it, name. It, it's a great name, and I just have a whole bunch of fun saying, have a super day. The, wow, that's weird. <laughs> that started life as the Celica Supra. It was a high-performance version of the Celica that eventually got its own six-cylinder engine, and the history is, is what the history is, but it's always been a good car. Yeah. So I like that. And it has a manual transmission. Um, I'm, I'm digging into quiz time now, which you probably okay. don't mind, but I'm very interested <laughs> to know what, what Volkswagen does with the Scout name. Oh, yeah. How they handle Scout. Well, the, it's it's going to be its own brand. Right. So what, it's the what Scout the, brand, and, and it'll be interesting what they do with what models the model underneath names will it. Be. Yeah. yeah. And it's such a strong name, mm-hmm. um, although it's probably not strong if you're not like 60 like me. But it internationally used to sell a vehicle called the Scout, very much like the... Uh, um, the Ford uh, Bronco or the, ship, or the uh, Jeep Wrangler. It was that kind of vehicle. Mm-hmm. Very popular vehicle. Very rugged. Very well respected. But the company went bankrupt and those cars went away, I think, in 80 or 81, something like that. But the Scout name uh, is now in the, Volks, uh, the Volkswagen portfolio, and they can do a lot with that name. Yeah, and they're, they're going to be electric and rugged, off-roady kind of things. And I'm going to make a prediction. Make I a think, prediction. I think they're going to do, like, Scout 1, Scout 2, Scout 3. I think they're going to stick with, like, a numeric... So they're totally going to cop out on this. Yeah. yeah. Th- that's my guess. I have no real knowledge whatsoever, but I that would be my guess. They don't have access to this name, but it should be the Scout Honcho. <laughs> Let me just take this full circle. Okay. All right. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, it's quiz time. Stick around. Ooh. 
questions or comments? Drop us a line at carstuff at consumerguide.com. That's carstuff at consumerguide.com. Welcome back to the Car Stuff Podcast. All right, we're back. This is the Consumer Guide Car Stuff Podcast. I'm Tom Appel. She's Jill Seminillo. It's quiz time. But first, Jill, um, I never I never thought to ask you this before. Uh, do, you, <laughs> do you do any social media stuff? I, I do some social media you stuff. You dabble? I, I dabble. I dabble a little bit. Um, no, I, I I dabble a lot. Uh, let, let's be honest. I, I, I have Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Post, Threads, TikTok. I have all the things. You can find me at Jill Simonello, and I use the hashtag Cartajour. And I have to tell you, I have a video that completely blow, blowed, blew up. I saw that. <laughs> over the weekend. Um, 2.5 million views on TikTok. And it was all about the passenger screen in the new 2025 Ram 1500. It's always interesting when something like that happens. I know. I was just, it was one of those very random things. But yeah, 2.5 million views. Um, I also have a YouTube channel. And I should say that I am starting to upload our Car Stuff podcast to my YouTube channel. So it, you, 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 can get, you can get it in many places in addition to um, the, the Consumer Guide website. You know, it would be a fun thing for you to do, hmm. to, to engage in, in um, what I would call uh, real-world social engagement, non-digital. Are you ready? Okay. Did you ever have a light bright? I did have yeah, a light bright. The Hasbro light bright? Yeah. Yeah, if you're a lot younger than us, you wouldn't remember the light bright, but you used to put little pegs in it, yep. and the pegs would light up on a black screen. Yep. It was the coolest thing in the world. Or it was cool if there wasn't other cool things yet, and there weren't because the world was different when I was playing with light brights. Yeah. But you could... Every night at midnight, put a message on a light bright and just hold it up in your window. And you could let people know that you're going to do that at midnight. And you could develop this real-world social following that isn't digital, right? It would just be you, like, I like the Range Rover. Like, that would be your message. Just, you, just hold it yeah. up? Yeah. And, like, for three minutes, and then people would leave. Okay. So, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, modern-day smoke signals. Yeah. I need to, yes, it is. <laughs> or semaphore. Okay. I need to work this out. There's, right. there's a lot of problems with the playing. Well, then, you know, because you don't want people to come to your home, so where are you holding it up? Right. Yeah. Well, we, like I said, it's not a perfect plan. No, it's not a perfect plan. But think about it. I, I, I will Just I will think about totally it. Totally think yeah. about it. Get back to me next week. Yeah. All right. So Lightbright. Lightbright. That's a new social media network. Yeah. I feel like I, my Lightbright was a hand-me-down from my sisters, and it didn't have all the pegs. Probably, because you have to buy extra ones. In Chicago, when they advertised it, mm -hmm. you could, had to buy a kit to do Bozo the Clown. <laughs> it was an extra cost kit, and uh -huh. you had to buy like a piece of paper that you would put underneath the screen so you uh -huh. know what colors, and you'd right. poke, you would poke through them. I, I remember the poking through of the, yeah. You know, in retrospect, that wasn't a very good thing. <laughs> no. Like, like once you use that, you couldn't use it again. No, you could not. All right, anyway, it's quiz time. Okay. So light bright, think about it. Light light bright. I have the simplest quiz for you ever. I doubt that. No, no, no. Super simple. You have to answer only three or four. Today's quiz is called three or four. Are you so, ready? So simple, but not necessarily easy. No, maybe not. Yeah. I'm going to give you a vehicle, and you simply have to tell me if the price of that vehicle begins with a three. Okay. Or a four. Okay. How hard can this be? Super duper hard. All right, are you ready? Uh. Am I ever ready? Oh, oh, and you like me to explain the rules? Yes, I do. Five questions plus a bonus question. We yeah. call three of any a correct answer is a win. Yes. All right. And and I had quite a streak going until last week. You you were um, where I bombed it. You were something like eleven for twelve of regular questions. Yeah, and I I, I mean I had one where I got like everything right. Yep, yep. You and, clean, you cleaned house. And last week I only got the bonus question. Yeah, bonus question is great today. Okay. All right, ready? Mm -hmm. Three or four. The 2024 Honda Accord Touring in radiant red metallic. Does that price begin with that a three just or a mean. four? That is really mean because you're throwing in a pricey color option. I am. You're mean. I am. Okay. I, 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 you, ha you lost me at red metallic. What was it again? 2024 uh -huh. Honda Accord Touring. Touring. In Radiant Red. This price is including destination charge. Radiant Red is an extra cost option, and this is the most expensive Accord. It's also a hell of a nice car. Three or four? Four. Correct. You're on the board. Okay. All right. 
Woohoo! Yeah. You don't get to use your favorite phrase. I don't. I don't. 38890 uh, I'm sorry, $38,890, 455 bucks mm-hmm. for the Radiant Red, 1095 destination. Price is 4440 The color mattered. The color matters. All right. Are you ready? Yep. Number two, the 2024 Toyota RAV4 XLE Premium all-wheel drive. Okay. This is, just to refresh your memory, basically the mid-level non-hybrid mm-hmm. uh, RAV4. A very popular vehicle, I imagine. And you said all-wheel drive? All-wheel drive. Mm. I'm going to say three. It is three. Very good. Uh, 34 475 plus a package that I had to order. I couldn't get around you it. You had to? Yeah. It's a mandatory package. The XLA Premium Grade Weather Package. Which gets you heated seats and a heated steering wheel. So you had to I'm get that. I'm in favor of that. Yeah. Plus thirteen fifty destination, thirty six nine hundred. Popular vehicle, also a good value. Yeah. You have two points, Joe. Woo-hoo. You're on your way to a streak. Okay. The twenty twenty four Nissan Leaf S V plus. Actually that's the whole name. I have a lot of notes <laughs> after it. I know you were waiting for more words, but the rest of the words... Like, yeah. what else you got? Nothing. Uh, just to clarify, that is the big battery leaf. Okay. Um, there's yes. a 40 and a 60. This is the 60 kilowatt hour battery. Nissan Leaf used to be affordable. Mm-hmm. Is it still with the big battery? I don't think I've looked at pricing of this for a while. Um, nor have I, nor had I. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say three. Correct, thirty six one ninety base price, eleven forty destination, thirty seven three thirty. Okay, it seems like a pretty good deal. Yeah, no, you know, I've I've always really liked the Nissan Leaf. The biggest problem with the Nissan Leaf is the Chatamo charging. There's that's weird, and I don't like the seat bottoms. They're short. So oh, see, those taller, are perfect for me. If you're taller, I think you want for thigh support. Yeah. You were three for three. You've already won. Woo. Congratulations. That banana So now I can just throw the rest of it. You can. You can just throw it. Caution to the wind. The 2024 Jeep Wrangler Sport. No options whatsoever. Okay. Hmm. So that means manual transmission. This oh, is, by the way, that's two-door soft top. Right. Base this, is a, this is a tricky one. Because... Wranglers are expensive. They get very expensive very quickly. But I feel like at a very base level, they are kind of affordable. I'm going to say three. Three. Not by much. Mm-hmm. $36,495. Okay. $18.95 destination, which is crazy talk. Mm-hmm. Comes to $38,390 with no options whatsoever. Automatic. And I never understand the pricing of transmissions anymore. Mm-hmm. Automatic has $4,500. Good gosh. That's what I thought. So th- that must add... Um, because 10% the, of the price of the car is the transmission. N- it must add other things. So with the manual transmission, very often you cannot get things like adaptive cruise control or um, automatic emergency braking or right. things like that. So I imagine with the automatic transmission, there's probably adding some things like I that. I bet you are right. I bet that is part of it. Yeah. And you probably get some amount of trailer towing equipment, too. Yeah. Because you have to get a trans cooler anyway. Yeah. All right. You are four for four, Jill, with one question to go plus a bonus question. This one you're going to like right up your alley. The 2024 Ford F-150 <laughs> XL regular cab short bed, which was not a vehicle I knew they, they, they actually built for consumer use. And maybe this isn't a consumer vehicle mm-hmm. with automatic because that's the only way it comes. And with a V8 because there is no longer a V6. Right. Ooh, regular cab, so that means two doors. I, I didn't know you could buy this vehicle anymore. I, I don't steel wheels. Steel yeah, wheels. I don't. I don't know that I knew you could either because of, like, we talk a lot about where you can get a regular cab. In Toyota, Tacoma launched the new pre-runner as like a regular cab, and that was like kind of a big deal. Really? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. Um. Regular cab. What did did you say? What kind of bed? Short bed. Short bed. Which is a great look. Regular cab short bed mm-hmm. is a great look. That might actually even fit in my garage. I'm sure it would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I'm gonna. Mm. We still have a bonus question. Trucks are very expensive these days, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna say three. Just barely. Okay. You went five for five. Congratulations. 
So the breakdown here is 36,570, mm-hmm. 1995 destination. Shoot. They just need to build that in. It's a stupid number to have. I, I hate it when they, like people are quoting prices without that number. Also, it always struck me that destination, it seems like it shouldn't be taxed. It's a service. Mm-hmm. But I don't understand. Yeah, and it, it's, a num- it's a number that cannot be negotiated off. Right, because the, the dealer's paying it. So, yeah, it's very strange. Yeah. And you can't get away from paying it. You can no. negotiate the total price. Yeah, but you can't get rid of that. Yeah. So, 38565. Here's my question about this vehicle. It still stays under forty grand. Mm-hmm. No matter how I built this, they kept showing it with an acquisition fee. Yeah. And I couldn't get rid of it. And I wondered if these are lease only and if they are fleet only. I don't know. I've been seeing acquisition fees a lot on Ford vehicles when I go into the build and price tool. Yeah. And uh, I, I I don't know why. It's like $625 or something so, like well, that. Well, acquisition fee is always part of a lease. Yeah. And I don't know what the deal is and why it's showing up on retail. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for the bonus question? You are five for five. All right. Um, do you like corn dogs? No. You don't? No. Okay, I was going to say, with all that money you made on TikTok, you might want right. to take me to lunch next week. Right. There is a restaurant. You don't eat corn dogs. Uh, I do when they're veggie. Okay. And this place I'm about to talk about, Kong Dog Restaurant in Rolling Meadows. It okay. is a Korean corn dog restaurant. Okay. It is one of the coolest, most entertaining places that I've been in a long, long time. My daughter mm-hmm. discovered it, but they make Korean corn dogs on the spot. They're handmade. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. They also sell their own lemonade. Uh, fantastic stuff. You need to tell me which of the following items is not on. The Kong Dog menu. Are you ready? Okay. I keep pronouncing that wrong. Kong Dog. It's two words, not Kong yeah. Dog. Yeah. Got it. All right. Ready? Yeah. The Sweet Chili Doritos Kong Dog. Mm-hmm. The Hot Cheeto Kong Dog. Mm-hmm. The Potato Kong Dog. Or the Funyun Frito Kong Dog. One of those is fake. I really want the Funyun Frito to be real, or the Funyun one to be real. I do too. Yeah. I love Funyuns. Right. They are the nastiest, foulest, fakest things in the world. But they are amazing. And I would marry them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't I, have had a child then. Yeah. But I would have been really happy. Yeah. I, I, I don't know the last time I had a Funyun because I don't really eat processed food, but um, I loved them. Funyuns are magic. They 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 are magic. Um, Trader Joe's, I think, sells their own house brand of Funyuns. They're probably not as good. They're pretty good. Okay. They're pretty good. Um, hmm. Read the list again? Yes, please. Uh, the sweet chili Doritos con dog, the hot Cheeto con dog, the potato con dog, or the Funyun con dog. I'm sorry, Funyun Frito con dog. By the way, you can get these dogs with a veggie dog inside, or you can just get them filled with cheese, which is holy crap good. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the potato. That one's real and my favorite. Okay. It's ridiculous looking. Okay. It, it, is, it looks like someone, rolled, you know, chopped hash browns, cubed mm-hmm. hash browns. It looks like someone rolled a corn dog in that. Oh, God, they're good. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, that's real. You want to try again? I'm going to be very sad if the Funyuns are not real. They're not. Ugh. They're not. Womp, womp. That's it. I can never go to Kong Dog now until they make a Funyun Frito. So uh, uh, you got five points. No bonus point. You win. I'm signing this for you right now. <laughs> there you go. All right. There's the whole quiz. Five oh. points. Congratulations. You are back on track. I'm I'm back on track after last... Uh, you know what? I'm going to chalk last week's misery up to the fact that I was traveling and I was not in studio. There you go. Do you happen to know who's on the show next week? <laughs> no. I don't either. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's good. You're, you're asking me to look really far ahead in my life, and I just don't look We are really ahead. booked up for a couple of, uh, couple of months here. We are. We're full up, so that's good. we got great guests coming. Sorry about today. Uh, but I think we had a good conversation anyway. I think anyway. we did. I think we did. We have like 30 seconds left. Anything you need to share? Um, just other than the fact that I'm putting the Car Stuff podcast on YouTube, so you can listen to, if you listen to podcasts via YouTube, you can listen to us there as well now. I am super excited about that. Yeah. All right. Well, big thank you to Jill ah, for joining us you. in studio today. Thanks to producer Randy and the good folks here at Talk Zone. Uh, let's talk more about cars again next week. Next week. Remember to check us out at consumerguide.com. The Car Stuff Podcast is produced by J Turn Media. To advertise on the show, please drop us a line at carstuff at consumerguide.com. 